Well, hello and welcome to the 159th episode of the Adoption and Fostering podcast. This week, we're mansplaining our way through the adoption and fostering and special guardianship landscape with me, Al Coates, and him, Scott Casson Ranai. I love that, mansplaining. Where, where does that come from? Did someone tell you you were mansplaining this week and that's why you thought, right, I'm going to cover that in the podcast? No, I saw this meme and the woman was saying, like, when a man explains something to a woman, that's mansplaining. And when um, two men, when a man explains something to another man, that's called a podcast. <laughs> and I thought, that, yep, that's Just it. Just for the benefit of any doubt, I, I hope that we never mansplain anything. But... I can see why that'd be funny. Well, you know, this could be our moment, couldn't it? We could lean into that with all the questions we've been asked this week. So we had a mm. guest, didn't we, lined up, who unfortunately had to pull we out. We did. I, I didn't ask you, why did he pull out? Can I ask um, Well, I think that's a bit of a personal question, and the innuendos are endless with that one. But um, So um, <laughs> we were due to have the CEO of uh, the Hidden Disability Sunflower scheme on Paul White, um, but unfortunately his... Um, uh, something's happened in Latin America, and he, <laughs> I'm he sure had to be. Has. Yeah, had, he had to be at a meeting. So yes, he postponed. But we have got a new date for him, and that's going to be in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, and yeah, he's. Uh, well, yeah, you've met good. him. Be good. Yeah. Met him. It'll be a good crack when we do get him on, because um, he's he is a he's a yeah. proper proper Essex geezer. Yeah, so uh, we can unpick yeah, we'll, that we'll world can't we? exactly so yeah. we i mean we i have a long i have a really long list of topics but i'm not really any route that i wanted to kind of go off half cocked really um so i thought we'll just ask some questions so we um mm. uh but before we get into that scott how are you i'm really well al thank you i'm now Excellent. on holiday for eight days <laughs> well no, that's a you, you took a midweek one standard dip. you said to me you said to me i'm going for nearly a week and I went, and I, and the days up, and I went, no, that's eight days, Scott. That's eight days. Honestly, right. I know. But with the flights, I am literally going to be there for seven days, but I fly back on the seventh day overnight. So that makes it eight days, doesn't it? Officially, I think. Ye- Our HR department weep at the very oh, mention of I'm your name. Um, I, I think it's worthwhile saying this isn't just, uh, this isn't a holiday um, oh. officially. I mean, yes, I am going to a different country. I'm going to Canada, um, but I am going to visit family. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to say any more than that because it's, it's rather delicate. But yes, um, I will try and enjoy myself. I plan on visiting Niagara Falls on my own. I plan on going to Toronto on my like own. Like Princess Diana, you're going to take photographs of you next to interesting landmarks looking wistful. Well, I may well. Who knows? Please say, you know. Or send me a selfie of you in Niagara Falls feeling sad about Tris. <laughs> no, you know what's the best thing about Niagara Falls, right? So there's a little visitor centre right next to Niagara Falls, right? Right at the fall, okay? Visitor yeah. centre. And there is the most amazing coffee donut place there called Tim Hortons, right? Anybody who's who's been to Canada will know Tim Hortons, right? Tim Hortons donuts and coffee, just the best. And that's where, where I will purge myself for an hour at least this week. They have them all over Canada, but they are just the most amazing donuts. And I could literally sit and eat a pack. They do like well, a, sla- a slab of 12 donuts. I, I may well, I may well partake well, and just be a pig. Eat one for me. That would be great. That would be wonderful. I will. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. But anyway, yes. Apart from that, yes. Oh, good, Al. How are you? Uh, me, I we am on one of the... these. We haven't done one of these kind of podcasts for a while, so that's true. I am. Uh, I'm on the cusp of some sort of psychological breakdown, but other than that, <laughs> generally fine. No, it's I, fabulous. I have. Con- it's almost like a. You know, you have like a ten year storm or a hundred year storm, and it's like since records began. Um, I'm having sort of a, a a march to end all marches, where literally every day since the beginning of February, I've worked. Uh, and that that works goes right the way through till the first of April, and then I'm going to just sort of have a total emotional, physical, psychological breakdown. So it's wow. all really exciting stuff. It's really good. It's all like opportunities. You can't not say, you know, if it, hmm. so. People say, "Hey, would you come and do this?" And I go, "Yeah." And then someone else says it, and then all of a sudden your diary's really busy. So it's like a really good problem to have. But yeah, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really yeah. I'm trying to think what else I'm doing. I'm doing some fun things. And my brother's home from Africa, which is really nice. My mother's I been saw well. that. Yes, yeah. I did and, see he was home. And we almost look like twins. It's scary. Really. You are literally. I mean, he, uh, yeah, literally. 
you do just look identical. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, I um, know. So that, what, that, the good thing about that is, though, is I've literally said to him, right, I've done my mum for six weeks, right? I've like, literally, I've, she's yours now. You can do the next six weeks because I'm, honestly. Is that what, how long was, he's here for? I have no idea. Uh, my brother is like just Scarlet Pimpernel. Yeah. He does I mean, seem to just arrive and disappear, doesn't he? Oh, literally, literally. There's been days in my life where Richard's just appeared at the door. Like, you're, a bit, yeah. you're like, you've moved, you've come 6,000 miles and you might have rang ahead. But, you know, it's yeah. this idea of a good laugh. Yeah, why not? Um, but it was actually, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about, you know, because we, you know, this, you know, as we're getting older, um, we're we're reaching a certain age, aren't we, as adults, where our, the, the adults in our lives, our parents are kind of, um, those that are left, we've both lost our dads, that we're realising mm. we're having to assume sort of a, yeah. a different a different role, which is really peculiar. And um, it, what made me... Now that's fine, and I, it's, it's odd because I remember being like a teenager and watching my parents do that with my grandparents, and then yeah. that's means that. But what has really slightly freaked me out as the thought of which one of my kids is going to step up and look after me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've not thought of that. Thanks for that that image. I think I might just book my nursing home now and be done with it. Just yeah. resign myself to the fact. Well, start putting into the dignitas. Um, <laughs> Fund. <laughs> well, we can go to Belgium now as well as um, Switzerland, so we should be all right. Yeah, it's a bit more yeah. local, isn't it? Oh, um, a... That is a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, you you float through life and you think you know, yeah, everything's lovely, and you know, we obviously as as families with you know issues that are up and down, you do, and then all of a sudden the parents start causing you problems. You're like, why? Why are you doing this now? Yeah. <laughs> can you just wait another couple of years? Oh, um, or, you know, yeah, yeah it's, that's an interesting one. <gasps> and I'm sure we've just shocked the bejesus out of probably 50% of our listeners There's who are now thinking, to... oh, yeah. yes. Mm. They've had to press pause and have a sit down. Hold <laughs> <laughs> himself a chin. Yeah, have a, take a very deep breath. <laughs> How does this mm. about? It is an interesting thought, though, isn't it? Because that is the nature of life. And um, yes, and the nature of, I mean, you were talking about um, some of the issues that we were just having a chit chat before we started. Um, and you were talking about um, this week is a neurodiversity week, is it? I'm sorry if that's, I've got that wrong. Yeah, no, there's there's lots of things going on this week, all to do with the brain. Um, so, you know, it's um, I think it's brain injury awareness week, neurodiversity week, all this sort of stuff. So it's all brain related stuff. It must um, be like a fiesta in your house then. Well, I mean, it starts, it starts. <laughs> yeah, we've got the piñatas out. <laughs> yeah. Literally, you tick every box. I, that's yeah. I was really flippant. I feel like that. I'm, well, I'm uh, overstepping my social work. No, there. no, you're fine. Um, you're not a social worker with me. You're a friend. Uh, well, uh, I don't think my... let's not let's not push it to friend. Yeah. And um, when we're on Zoom, does what jurisdiction am I in? Can I literally say anything because I'm on Zoom and it doesn't count? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Excellent. and I can't hit you. I can't hit you. So yes. physically, can't it's hit. True. Um, Good so, my kids, though. Yeah. Yesterday was um, an, an anniversary for me, as you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we know. Um, it's the first annu- anniversary of the aneurysms of the ruptures. So a year yesterday was the day where I availed of a helicopter ride to hospital in the. Don't remember much for about three weeks afterwards. So, um, so we're doing well today. I can remember today. That was great. Um, but um, it kind of falls quite neatly in that week because and I think it's actually a, um, some some kind of um, conditions are for the month. So you know, some yeah. Amer- America likes to do things in months, don't they? They like to do an awareness month rather than awareness week. Anyway, um, so yesterday I was really, um, it'll be out later this week. I'm going to plug another podcast, I'm afraid. But um, the Sunflower Conversation, yeah, the Sunflower Conversations podcast. Mm, because can't hear. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, I do a bit of work for them um, in my role. And um, I was invited to um, talk about it being, um, I think it's, I can't remember the acronym, but anyway, it's Brain Injury Week. Um, and myself and my counterpart, or partial counterpart in the US, Holly, who's originally from Britain, but she now lives in uh, California, and she does all the social media for um, the America um, Sunflower. So we were invited along. She is um, she has a condition called um, continual concussion something or other. I didn't I did write it down, but I haven't got it in front of me. So, but anyway. 
she was, um, I mean, horrendous um, to think what she went through. She literally, um, one of her co-workers in the office um, sat up and her head was too close and whacked her on the side of the head. Um, and basically she has this condition now that it affects her speech. It affects her walking, it affects Blimey. her working, it affects her watching screens, etc. And it was a very freak accident that happened. Anyway, we talked about brain injuries um, for that podcast. It's out this weekend, and you know when Where I'm thinking about. Where can people find that? When people, because um, you know, people might be. Well, yeah, I mean, turning it's, um, to the dark side. You can just look for sunflower conversations on any podcast platform, and you will find it. Um, cool. It's hosted by a lovely lady called Chantal, who um, works for the podcast uh, for the sunflower as well. Um, but it got me to thinking about you know that uh, yes, my house, my my house is literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally a brain haven i think there's not one of us who don't have either a diagnosed or undiagnosed condition you know tris always says mm. he's adhd like when he was younger they suspected he had adhd and he he actually when a couple of weeks ago he did one of those online tests and it oh, went you have adhd yeah um and i'm not and laughing at Google. it because i do think that he does have kind of you know a little bit of traits. adhd yeah traits. Traits. that's more traits yes traits. <laughs> oh um, bless him and, um, having, having spent yeah. a weekend with him i get that <laughs> yeah exactly and you know all the children do because you spent a couple of days with but them as well so it's a real issue for our community isn't it because a lot of that it stuff is, is massive stuff that we're yeah. not um it feels like it's it, our knowledge as a society in the medical it's just it feels like it's exponentially growing compared yeah, to like 10, absolutely. 15, 20, 30 years ago where, you know, it wasn't a thing. So I do yeah. think that um, for the adoption community and the fostering community and special guardians, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just us, high yeah. prevalence, isn't it? Really it is, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I say, some of us might be diagnosed or undiagnosed. And, you know, um, I think the, the biggest thing that I've learned over the last year is that we just need to, be a little bit more understanding about people's ability um whether they're diagnosed or not you know if they're diagnosed then is this obviously, a dig at me no no in the podcast all. no not at all <laughs> oh, hr i'll try harder personnel um no it's it's just saying that you know i'm i mean i now have a better understanding of what it's like to live with you know some like a, an issue yeah. with your brain um so therefore i have a little bit more empathy for course, yeah for for others and you know it doesn't mean to say that i understand it completely because their symptoms might be very different to mine um you know and we're all very very different as individuals but it's just you know we just all need to be a little bit more aware that you know we we may not function in the same ways um and i think that sometimes you know having if you have that if you've had uh, an issue brain wise and maybe you're a little bit more open to thinking that way but yeah, it's, you know, something, that, you know, whether it's developmental delay or FASD or whatever, you know, our community really has, it's, it's there. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's in addition to everything else, should we say? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it is just, yeah, I think we're, mm. it, I'd like to think that we are becoming more compassionate as a society, but I can, there's still sort of strongholds of idiocy. Um, yeah. in, in the midst of all of that in different professions. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think, it was, I can't remember who it was. I mean, I as talking. a social worker, you've been amazing. As a friend, you've been rubbish because you just take the mickey out of me all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, well. <laughs> Not denying it. <laughs> I'm, I can't because I just think that humour is just great. And yes, well, it is. It's a it, massive, it's an amazing medication. It really is. But I am conscious that you've got to know the person you, if you're making fun of yeah. people, you've got to know them really well. So I am, I am, mm -hmm. I always sort of like, I remember when I was maybe 18, uh, a young, uh, I was in a youth group, youth group, um, youth. You know, ping pong and hot dogs, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, back in the 80s, flipping egg. world's moved on, hasn't it? Um, it has. And I remember a youth worker saying to me, he said, you need to be careful, son, or whatever, you know, son mm. um he said your mouth is going to get you into trouble and I, it's so many it's brought me to the edge of myself and beyond so i, I tried really hard not to be an idiot um yeah. and on that note Jeez. on that bombshell, easier said than done <laughs> well honestly yeah, yeah i have there's a trail of oh i was listening to um you know the, the rock singer from acdc 
No, I wouldn't. I'm more steps now, I love. He's called Brian Robson, yeah. so he's a local Geordie lad, and he's bright, bright, right. and he talks like that, and he's like he's a Geordie, and he wears a flat cap, and he's an ACDC. Right. That's my Brian Johnson impression. And he went, oh, and he was, I was at this interview on a podcast, and he was just, he was hilarious. He was a proper raconteur. Um, but one, and people like, he said things, and he, was, and he went, and people were like gasping, and he was going, he was going, honestly, I just opened my mouth, and we just see where fate is going to take us. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, that's a great quote. Just, just. <laughs> yeah, great that he's not a social worker and he can get away with it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the man not going to lose. And um, so let's yeah. go through some of these questions yeah. that we got sent. And um, I'm going to start with some easy ones. So we're going to get some Scott Hot Takes questions. Um, oh, here we go. Right, here some easy go. ones. Right. So this is a really specific question. Um, here we go. Um, so it was in relation to uh, from Instagram from VLM Therapy. So that's Vicky McEwen. Um, it was saying that um, that one that she'd been told by someone. I'm just looking for the exact wording because I don't say anything. Like so, uh, is that people have been told to? Hang on, I come to kind of. Um, oh, shall I just do a little dance while we're waiting on you? If you could entertain yourself, yourself that would be good. Yeah. Um, it was in terms of people being told, social workers being told that they can't do ASF assessments stroke assessments of need um yeah you need to stop rubbing your beard because it's setting your microphone off just so you know oh sorry it's okay i wasn't um, actually rubbing my beard i was picking my nose but whatever <laughs> picking your nose or whatever um <laughs> assessment of need stroke acs i'm hearing some people are not being told no that they can't have them so why so my understanding is that you it's a statutory requirement. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So I went off like a good little beaver and I found the law. So under the Adoption, Sur Su the Adoption Support Service Regulations 2005, Section 13, mm -hmm. Regulation 13, sorry, Part 4, Regulation 13, uh, says basically that um, the following persons are prescribed for the purpose of the Section Act as persons who request an assessment must be carried out. So that's an the child of an adoptive parent, that's a really weird saying, whether adopted yeah, or not, whether adopted or not. So, mm. if, so if you've got a biological child and you've also right. got an adopted child yeah. in the family, you can ask for assessment. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. Mm. Um, a child who is a natural sibling of an adoptive child, whether full or half-blood, uh, right. a related person in relation to an adoptive child. Um, and so then it just talks about the and assessing the person's needs for adoption support services. The local authority are not required to assess the person's need for a service if he is not within the description of the persons to whom the provision. So yeah, so actually it's the law. You can't not do a, an assessment of need. Well, that is interesting, isn't it? Because I guess that's where you were going with that. And my hot take on that is hot take. that the. Yeah, we should be getting this out there. That is statutory, and they can't refuse to. Do it. There may be a yeah. delay to it if they've not, if you know, if they've not got a, <clears throat> someone who can assess, but certainly can't refuse. So, no. So, Vicky, you need to, yeah, yeah, you need, yeah, you need that quote. You need to be telling people now, oi, now we're yeah. having an assessment. Yeah, if you, so if you go to part four, <clears throat> they give the whole breakdown of how you get one, what's required. The, the the element that is always contentious is the fact they don't have to give you it. They just have to assess it. But Yeah. 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 But if you've got that assessment and it has, like, um, recommendations, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the next part, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, let's face it, as, as parents of children who've been through the care system, we know that, you know, nothing's ever that easy. Um, and the chances are that everything is going to be a bloody fight, whether it's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and I mean, even here it says assessment for financial support. There's a, in regulations, you mm. can ask for it. So, yeah, I think that people can be bolstered with their social worker, basically. Yeah, I think they can. You can afford to be as well because it is written in statutory guidance. And um, yeah, there's a... Yeah. Not guidance, it's the law. Sorry, just Sorry. Being, yeah, yeah. Picking no, you could be as pick. You be as picky as you like. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's all right. Anytime. <laughs> I can oh. see the love in your eyes here. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's made me feel warm and fluffy. <laughs> I'm tearing up. 
It's the nicest right, thing next. anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> well, that's no surprise. Well, apart from one of my employers who says, I employ you because you're pedantic. Um, but that's mm. another story altogether. Um, yeah. So next on the question is, um, so we, I, we asked for general topics and themes. Um, uh, international adoption. Hot, hot mm-hmm. take, Scott. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it just what it is? Well, you know, that's an interesting thing because I have, well, yeah, because we've got a podcast coming up, recording coming up next month um, with a representative from Bernardo's Island. And we're going to be talking about adoption in Ireland, aren't we? Um, But what's interesting is... um, Oh, this feels like a really meaty, juicy thing. I'm not saying that I disagree with it because I think it has a place. However, however, (laughs) however, I think that it's very similar. I have the very similar thoughts of it to I do about surrogacy, where, you know, I, uh, surrogacy was never on my kind of, you know, it was never on, it was never in my brain to, to go down that route. Because I just feel that, you know, as a rule, normally we have enough children in the care system who are potentially looking for permanence, whether that be with um, kinship, special guardianship, adoptive or long-term fostering. So I just feel that there's enough there. Um, And I'm not trying to put, you know, people like a friend of the show sat window out of business because I do think there is a need for it. But I do think that it's kind of, it's one of those things that, you know, it's very specialist and, you know, there's, there's certain kind of ethnicities where uh, that's where I'm going with this for reasons of ethnicity. I think that actually it's a, it's a potentially a positive thing, but other than that, no, I, 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 I don't think that, you know, I don't think that um, Caucasian British people should be, Going abroad to Malawi and bringing yeah. back a set of kids. I don't, I don't, I, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I know that happened <laughs> years ago, and I, you know, when I was younger, I knew, I knew a couple who'd, who'd adopted um, two Chinese uh, children from China, and that didn't seem abnormal to me. I didn't think anything of it back mm. then, even thinking about it. They stick in my head, but they stick in my head because of the adoption side now, rather than you know the fact that they were Chinese with two white parents. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I, I just think you know. That, that, that's my view on it anyway. I don't well, know. it's really interesting because actually um, we've got another uh, an episode I recorded with a guy called Brady from the USA and he's an adoptive mm. parent and he's adopted internationally as well as from the US care system. And one yeah. of the things he, long story short, is that he's adopted some children with Downs. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to keep my power to drive for the podcast. People listen to it because I think it is, it's a, mm. there's a lot of cultural stuff there that's really different for us. But his point yeah. And I think it was really well made was that, you know, you've got a child with Downs who was found on the corner of the street in a chi- in a Chinese city. Mm. Um, so, and he's adopted. So now he lives in yeah, Utah, I think. Um, mm. And it's great to play the high. Can, we can play the high, you know, the, what, the, what's the right thing, the wrong thing you'll get, but that's not good enough for that child, is it? Because that child literally would be in a state, state orphanage probably at the bottom of the yeah. pecking order in a state orphanage. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Of course, all of that cultural stuff would be there and all of that identity, but the, his identity has been severed in the sense of his biological, yeah. not necessarily his <coughs> national and eth- ethnic identity. Um, so you're balancing these really complicated needs. Um, mm. But if you, I, I would, if anyone's interested in this, I would recommend getting the book by um, Catherine Joyce called The Child Catchers. Mm. Don't don't read it as a like a page turner for your holidays. It's an absolute. It's a harrowing read, and it gives a really good account mm. of some of the U.S. organizations how they um, right. troll the world for disasters, basically to mm-hmm. pick oh, up children. Okay. Yeah. So it's Is this awful. a free book you've been sent? No, no, it's a book I actually bought. Just checking. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and so it's a really harrowing book. But that said, when yeah. I spoke to Satwinder, I bumped into him at the House of Lords. Did, you, did I oh, mention that? Will you stop dropping this rubbish on me, please? I, I was just walking down the corridor. Oh, Sat, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was like we were at a thing. Well, the as CVA you were talking thing. to Rishi, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, just, yeah. No, I, 
silly boy. Um, anyway, so I um, I was chatting to him about it, and he was, and one thing he even mentioned to me, which hadn't even crossed my mind, which is a total fudge of everything, is that if you are, say you, say you're British Asian, you're you know British Pakistani, British whatever, you've got a cousin or a niece or a nephew in Pakistan who becomes orphaned. The only way you can get that child, the only route for immigration for that child is through adoption. You have to adopt that child, even though it's your niece right. or nephew. It's your family, but there's no yeah. safe or, a you know, there's no tangible immigration route. Mm. So he said, so he's got quite a few families who are going, I want to get my niece out of that country. I've got, right. I've got to. Okay. The only way I can do it is to adopt them. Yeah. And but that's that, a fudge. Uh, well, and I mean, that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Because to be able to adopt legally you still have to go through the local authority assessment and from there you probably have to pay for it as well because yeah. your plan is to adopt a specific a specific child i mean don't get me wrong if it's family you would do anything for family let's face it you know yeah. you, you genuinely would wouldn't you and how you deal with that is i guess up to your individual circumstances if you said look the only way we could look after you was to adopt you but you know i mean that's the conversation i would have now having the knowledge that I have, but I guess it's, you know, different when you're kind of all in and you're trying to yeah. look after your family. Um, so I guess that's, that's, you know, that's a completely different circumstance. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I brought up Bernardo's Island is because international adoption is it's the way it's done here. You know, there's very few domestic adoptions here in Ireland, which we'll so cover when we, when we so chat to you. more man. international than domestic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I know. Wow. Yeah, I just so we'll, uh, well. Actually, we have two amazing podcasts coming up because we're speaking to him, and we're also speaking to um, someone who works for a, uh, a fostering agency in Ireland as well. We're just got, we're going international, baby, international, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're huge in Iceland. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we I think we did break into the top two hundred podcasts for parenting in Austria last month. Oh wow. Yeah, top two hundred in Austria. Yeah, <laughs> one of the smallest countries in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, well it is outside Europe, so you know. What, we, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, we should maybe book a date on the podcast tour. <laughs> Go Focusing and see on the Austrian. Yeah. Go and anyway, see Helmut yeah. from Vienna. Um, yeah. <gasps> oh, that's no, no, no. You can't do things like that you can't not? do accents and you can't assume that, that is why a name can't, why can't you do accents anymore is there a is there a course I need to go on yes you do a diversity course by the signs of things you didn't mind when I did Brian Johnson before though did you <laughs> yeah but that's you taking the mickey out of your own accent <laughs> I'm not a Geordie don't start on me I know I sound like a Geordie to the untrained ear but I'm not a Geordie um, <laughs> to so a trained ear you're a Geordie mate Right, okay. Crack on. Um, I think the thing, international adoption, I think, is what is interesting mm. is that, that I think a lot of people just go, ooh. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, and the thing is, over the over the, the time of this podcast, we've spoken to a number of yes. Um, yes. adults who were adopted from other countries. And I think... It was never in my mind to go abroad, you know, uh, and we know we, we mm. actually have had people. So Joe Garofalo, um, she yep. adopted um, from abroad, um, as did Daniela Shanley. So, yep. you know, even, but not this just that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying that they didn't do the right thing. And I'm not saying that they did the wrong thing. I'm just saying that, you know, under some circumstances, it's just not right. So, you know, they'd, um, and Daniela's um, as an example, you know, they have the, the the a similar ethnicity to their to their son, yeah. Um, but I just yeah, it's it's. Well, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying anybody's doing anything bad by doing it. I'm just saying that you know, there's there's other options that are preferable in my eyes. Um, as a result of listening to adults who were adopted from different countries and they do feel like you know their identity they don't know what their identity is you know susan cousins susan cousins was a prime example she was the one that really made me think because she was um yeah. she was um a person of color who had been adopted by a complete white family and she, you know from memory she didn't realize that she was a person of color until 
you know, later in her life, not late, like as a, not as an what? adult, but you know. Yeah, she didn't like. Uh, she didn't join the ident- her identity yeah. with her ethnicity, and there was all that confusion. Exactly. But we've also yeah. had people like Mim on. You know, Mim, mm. who's also an adopter, who's yeah. reflects a different story. Who's kind of like quite, mm. hold, can hold the pragmatic tensions of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've had Scribble Yoda on. I can't remember her real, uh, not a real name, but you know her name. Um, yeah. So there is a couple out there, and I think I remember. Yeah, there was the one. There was the Colombian. Oh, I haven't got my list, and I've archived no, no. all the yeah. old ones. But just search through because I think it mm. generally it's, just yeah. It's, right I think if um, you could make you could make your decision by listening to those conversations and balancing the pros and the cons as to whether you would want to do something, you know, like that. Um, yeah. I think, you know, that's that's the way anything goes really, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I mean, I've been out to places like Africa. My brother lives in Africa, so I've been out to, you know, off the tourist mm. trails and seen children living in, children with nobody. Yeah. At the very far end of the world. And you think, yeah, you're going to, to gain something, you have to lose something. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. that's when the balance gets really complicated. But I think my, ref- which is maybe leads on to the adult, adult the next topic, which is social media, <gasps> where, where oh. that, um, we've had Claire Tyler ask that question. And also, um, um, Becky Poole said, talk about social media. Someone has got that right. <laughs> well, I think, um, uh, it's no secret. I've, not engaged with adoption and social media for the last ooh, 12, what are we now, March? So 15 months. Um, it was my New Year's resolution last year not to um, because I felt that anything I said was just picked up and, you know, it was just... Started a fight. Yeah, it, it was like a bun fight from the start. Um, that's not to say I won't speak to people. Of course I'll speak to people. Um and it seems to have kind of picked up again this last couple of weeks. Um, social media is such a tricky place, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I joined Twitter, I was, I had an, well, you did as well. You had a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a pseudonym as well, which, you know, is copyrighted. Um, and I had someone kicked off Twitter for you trying to use it as well. Ha ha. I, I can see you and it's not going to happen. Anyway. Yeah. Someone else was, was claiming to be gay adoption dad. Yeah. I had them wow. kicked off. Yeah. I am gay adoption dad. Just let's be clear on that. <laughs> TM. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I've no blue tick and I'm certainly not paying for one, but you know, oh, um, I, I really want to get a blue tick, but I feel like I'll be, I don't want to be the person who paid for one. That's really complicated, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Tough. I can't afford, I can't afford yeah. it anyway, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but anyway, so, I joined with a pseudonym and it wasn't until actually I started working for Adoption UK in 2014 that I just went, okay, so if I want to make a difference, I need to be myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I came out, not for the first time in my life, as we said, <laughs> normally under different circumstances. And I did. Are you gay? And, uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, always the last to know. <laughs> were you asleep at my wedding when you were the best man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you were, literally. Um, and, um, but up until that point, I could have been anybody. I could have said anything. You know, I didn't share. I didn't overshare. But the reason I joined Twitter, back to my original point, was because the options online, I, I always used to say, you can stand at your front door and speak to your neighbour uh, if you're parenting biological children and talk about the issues and probably find a solution, right? But when you're an adoptive parent, you have to shout maybe 50 miles, maybe sometimes to to get support, yeah? Mm-hmm. From your front door, you can't do that. So online seemed, at the, well, it was at the time, it was, it was a really supportive environment. But what was available online just wasn't working for me. Um, so that's why I joined Twitter under my pseudonym. I started posting about adoption and some of the issues, which, you know, on reflection, yes, um, if it had just been me, yeah. I would have been oversharing. I would have been termed as oversharing and, you know, and sharing stuff that I shouldn't have been sharing, et cetera. Um, and there was a couple of years after I came out that it was fine. It was all adoptive parents that I used to engage with. 
Um, and this isn't to say that I don't want to engage with adopted people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but what's happened now is that I feel that my experience, which is why I came to social media, is no longer relevant to my community because we can't talk about it in public. We can't mm. have that conversation because it's just, you know, um, it's, it's like them and us. I've, I've, yeah. I've never wanted it to be like that. I'm very much a person who loves people. You know, you know, I'm, you know. Yeah, you're naturally collaborative. I, I, you? I, I do. I love, I love to work with people. I love to talk to people. We might never agree. You know, I have a son that I very rarely agree with on his, um, on his outlook on life, but I love him to bits and I still, you know, have normal conversations with him and, you know, that's fine. Um, and but that's what we've got to now on social media. You can't have an opinion without someone being abusive to you, um, and that's that's what that's what social media feels like for me right now. And that's the reason why I've stepped away from talking about adoption because I don't feel well. Number one, actually, you have to look after yourself. Yeah, yeah. you have to look yeah, after your own mental agree, health. Yeah. And if someone anybody and this isn't aimed at anyone in particular this is just a generic generic kind of um you know shot in the social media dark if you like when people start to say well this that and the next thing and it's actually abusive which happens a lot then i'm out because i'm not there for that it's social the name the the clues in the name social and that's not social you know Social media is a bun fight well, anyway at the minute, you know, Twitter well, being is, the way it is and all that sort of stuff. But, but I've, I mean, I used to not always be a bit disengaged with Facebook because I just found it a bit bland. Mm. But actually... Um, Ooh, it's quite exciting compared to the other ones at the minute. You know what? I feel like it is a place <laughs> where we can talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I've been thinking about it and there was a bit of a furore over the weekend, but, but much ado over nothing. I was just sort of saying, look, I don't think we can talk about this anymore. It sort of it rippled yeah. on. And even up until yesterday, I was still getting notifications. But my feeling is that um, I just sense a real sense. There's a huge, it's a palpable sense of pain in people. A lot of people who've been adopted. Yeah, I get that. Agreed. Um, Mm -hmm. And people may don't think I do that, but I'm. I won't. I'm not going to back down in the sense that I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm maybe I am different to you. In in, I think. Yeah, you are very. Yeah, I think we we have a different kind of. A way of dealing with it. A different constitution, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mm-hmm. sort of think I am. Um, I can go. Has have what they said about me is legitimate, and if it is, I'll then maybe amend mm-hmm. that. And if it's not, I'll go. Well, it's not true. It doesn't matter. But my ref- my reflection is that I think in the absence of anywhere where people can have. So if if right hypothetically, if you're an adopted adult and you've had a really, you're having a complicated experience of that. And that's something that's maybe hung over you all of your life. And now you're kind of moving into a place of where you're feeling, I found a community, I feel empowered, I can speak out yeah. about it. Well, that's wonderful. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but who do you speak to? Mm-hmm. Who's listening? And so I think then when someone like me puts his head up and goes, hey, I've had a thought about adoption. Um, mm-hmm. Then people go, oh, right, I can share what I feel. And so sometimes it gets drawn into, like, you go, we didn't start this conversation. Well, that's the nature of conversations, isn't it? We didn't start here, but I didn't expect to end up here. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I yeah. I kind of take it in that context going that, that it is oftentimes it's people, they're palpably angry, but I don't feel like they're angry with me necessarily. I think sometimes, I think I do sometimes wind people up, but that's a different story altogether. So I just feel like it's a symptom of where can we have that conversation? Where can... People want to express yeah. this and point it towards someone, but they can't necessarily talk to their adoptive parents. They can't talk to maybe mm-hmm. their biological parents. And the social workers who did it are gone. Yeah, so yeah exactly. But I do feel like if, if if we all have the right to be able to express ourselves how we feel we would wish to, yeah. um, we may not agree with each other. However, I just I just feel like it's... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think what I'm, my kind of impression is that when you've had that experience, you're allowed to express your views, but nobody else's view is valid. That's how it feels. Um, and yeah, 
you know, I, 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 I never claim to know, to understand or to know how it feels to be, but to be adopted. I can't because I am an, I am an, I am not. <laughs> that was a Scottish coming out of me there. Um, I think I'm, I'm not adopted. Yet. I'm not adopted. So I can't claim that. Okay. That's, that's, that's my first point. My second point is yeah. I'm an, I'm an, I am an adoptive parent who has experiences of parenting and caring for children who've been through the care system and who are adopted. Therefore, if your experience is valid, why isn't mine? Yeah, because I'm not uh, trying to comment on how totally. you should feel or how or your experience, and I'm not minimizing or invalidating your experience. I want to learn from you. But when the abuse or the, you know, whatever else is that starts, how can you then expect me to learn anymore and to be able to share that knowledge? You know, because I share knowledge all the time through training, through, you know, mentoring, et cetera, et cetera. I, I tell people like it is. I don't hold, I, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. I sent you it feeling is how it quite is. bristly about this, Scott. No, I'm not bristly. But what 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 gets to me is the fact that I no longer have a space where I can say, this is how I'm feeling today as a result of something that's happened because of adoption. Totally. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is that is a shame because I think that was there was a genuine sense of community, wasn't there, at one yeah. point. And yeah, mm -hmm. did the community the, the worst expression of that was oversharing and yeah. maybe derogatory about our children. Totally get that. That said, anyone who's ever been a parent has probably thought unsavory things. Well, exactly. And, and <laughs> muttered, well, and you know, we've all muttered under our breath, you little Torakit. You know, um yeah. every parent, you know, unless you're some sort of I don't know, super nanny type. Um but th there's a place, a time and a place to express that, isn't there? You know, like mm, the, like a yeah. conversation you and I have, have all the time. It's not the conversation yeah. to have on a podcast or on social media. Which is everyone yeah, understands well. that. Well, of course, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, you know, we have learned. I have learned so much from social media, from engaging with other parents. But also, I think I've probably learned the most. And I've I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. By doing this podcast, I have learned so much because oh, a blessing. You know, adults who were adopted or who are adopted have felt they can come on, they can share their experiences, and by listening to them, it has opened my mind up to how I think and act as a parent totally. and as a human being as well mm -hmm. um and you know what if if that's what it's doing for me what is it doing for other people but secondly let's not minimize helmet, what, helmet in austria he's probably very uh, moved <laughs> yeah but let's not minimize that by saying that every See. person who is adopted is abusive because that's not that's not what i'm saying but what I'm saying is that my experience is valid because that is my experience in the same way I am saying to you, yeah. your experience yeah. is valid. But that doesn't mean to say you have to, you know, you know, you know yourself, the reason I came off social media was because I was accused of gaslighting and all this sort of stuff. I think, I don't even know what gaslighting means, right? I, I literally don't know <laughs> no, what it means. I'm with you but on actually, that. Actually, sorry, I, di I didn't know what it means. I looked up the definition and in actual fact what was happening was it was me that was being gaslighted mm. not the other way around um however if you chuck that back at the person that says it world war three breaks out you know so yeah. you know i i feel like i'm still being a little bit wary about what i say about this but that's kind of the premise of of where i'm at with it that yeah. i'm no longer going to post about it because i'm not there for the argument i'm not there to be abused and i engage with a number of you, as you, as do you, and we had an email, didn't we, after the weekend's kind of conversation on Twitter from oh, yeah. a well-known, yeah. a well-known ad adult who was adopted, um, in full support that actually has become, it's just become a, a minefield to even mention the word adoption online, and totally. that's where we're at. Yeah, well, and, and it's even language where there becomes this, um, the high, like a an approved or authorized version of events. Um, and mm. I think that uh, ultimately, I think I know I know a couple of people who are adopted who this stuff just passes them by. They're just getting on yeah. with lives. Yeah. Um, and now I I'm mean, not saying I've, I've seen. Well, I was going to say that no, I'm not saying that they're the majority. No. No. But they're not, they're no. a significant. If they're a minority, they're a significant minority of people who go. I wish I wasn't adopted, but I am adopted, mm -hmm. and I love my adopted parents, and 
things could have turned out differently. And that could be about their biology, their constitution, their upbringing, but they kind of go, is what it is. And getting on yeah. with their lives. And do you know, yeah. the, the one thing, so the biggest, the biggest thing, and let me just share this, the biggest thing that I've learned through all of this is, and I, we hear it all day, I'm sorry, no, we don't hear it all day, every day. We hear it a lot, is adopted people will wait until their adoptive parents have died until they either search or reunify or whatever. And I've always said to my sons that I never want them to feel like that because I want them to know that mm -hmm. I will support them if they need or want my support to be able to do that. I do not want them wasting time if that's what they want to do because life is too short. And, you know, we don't know what's around the corner for not, but, not for me, for them, for their parents, for their I, families that they've come I, from. I think that's really interesting you say that because I think that, that, that though reflects a different time. Because I think that mm. our children, I know your children, and, and we're not going to share our children's stories, but my, the, no. door is, the door is kicked open. And my, some yeah. of my children have chosen to go through it. Some of my children mm -hmm. look at the door and go, not interested, one yeah. hour. Same and here. They, they yeah. could, I know some of my children could pick up the phone and they could, mm -hmm. within, they could literally phone the people. Yeah. So it's well, not, and, and they never yeah. have, and they've literally got the numbers there, and their, other, mm -hmm. their siblings are doing it. So it's not like it's like, oh, um, yeah. and that is perhaps peculiar to our generation of mm -hmm. adopters and children that yeah. we, I have, you know, I know a lot of people and we, I don't know about you, but I get emails and messages, people going, oh, we're, tr we're trying, we're doing this, we're doing that. This is not the narrative of 10 years ago. And I was no. at a DFE meeting and people were saying, well, actually, we don't really know how many people are doing this, but it's... Mm. It's so much more than it was in the 70s. Because in the yeah. 70s, adoptive parents were told, go home. Yeah. Pre pretend um, it never happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then you yeah. get this really complicated dynamic of I'm having an argument with a 55-year-old woman from America mm -hmm. yeah. about her experience of adoption set against my experience as an adopter going, well, hang on. This is oil and water because you're saying, oh, you know, it's a human right and you paid for your kids. And I'm going, mm. No, I didn't, and yeah. no money was changed hands. And I know, but I but we we're, we're hamstrung in the sense that it's not our story to tell, and that's the one yeah. frustration I do have. In it, I want to go. I want to go. Look, if I could sit you down, I could tell you some things that would curl your hair about why. Mm -hmm. There's children I know. Yeah. Why there's a, a very good reasons why they should never have lived with their parents. Yeah, exactly. And, and you get yeah. people like um, uh, is it Rachel? Oh, I forget her surname who was adopted in the 70s, whose experience was of one of being abused at home. And she said, mm. I was so happy to be adopted. But yeah. she is a pariah in the adoption community mm. because she says... As a result. Yeah. Uh, no, it was yeah. bloody awful. Was yeah. so, you know, exactly. not perfect. Yeah. I'd rather none of it had happened. But yeah. actually, what I got was better than what I had. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get a lot of complaints Ooh. over that one, aren't we? Um, we are. But, well, do you know what? I don't care because I don't really listen. Bring it. Um, I think just going back to social media, I think I, I, I tend to not try and block people. I will mute people um, because sometimes actually they do pop up and they have some valid points and I can, you know, I can then choose mm -hmm. whether I read that or not. Um, but I tend not to try and block people because actually, you know what, for that reason, um, and also, they're entitled to their opinion, but if if they're going to try and invalidate my experience, then you know that's not fair. It, it's a it's a yeah, it's a two way street. Yeah, I'm not. Oh. I'm I'm never going to invalidate your experience. So please don't invalidate mine well, by being my, abusive. I totally get that, and I think my favorite the, the tweet that always makes me chuckle is you're not adopted you don't know anything about adoption you go i know you know yeah. i don't know i don't know your experience but i know yeah. much more about adoption than you in the terms of i know the process i know the yeah. the law i know the 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 mechanics so that really odd system where you've got people yeah. who were adopted 50 years ago who don't know the mechanics of adoption no Exactly. Um, now that's not to dismiss their perspective, but just means that no, don't, no. hang on. It's like going to a mechanic and going, "Do you do you drive?" And he goes, "No, I don't drive." But I know I fix yeah. cars. And you go, "Well, actually, yeah. I don't trust you to fix my car because you don't drive." You go, <laughs> and that is the exact comparison, isn't it? 
You go, I yeah. don't care. Just fix my damn car. I don't care whether you yeah. can drive or not. Um, yeah. I think that maybe the last point, because we've, we've prattled on and we, we haven't, there were some questions that were probably too big to get our arms around you about sibling rivalry, but we'll not open that. Well, that should have been an easy question. And that's like, oh, blown up, hasn't it? It has. And the one yeah. thing I think. Oh, that's that, the other thing. Oh, just the other thing as yeah, well. Yeah. Just, just for, before we leave that topic. is another when, thing. No, yeah, is this, because I've seen it a couple of times, you chose to adopt. Yes, we did choose to adopt. But did we choose adoption because for, for what reason? Yeah, I, I, I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to say that you had to fill a gap in your life and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff, right? I get all that. But in an ideal world, yeah, and it's not an ideal world as we know, yeah. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, when we think back to this kind of old, like the older generations who adopted, you know, it was, it was like you said, go home and, you know, let's not mention it anymore. That's not what it's like anymore. Yes, you have this vision in your head when you're going through the process that, you know, you will be able to change the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, 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 to, to some extent, what they're trying to say is right that you chose to adopt. Therefore, you should, you know, just accept your, what you've what you've been dealt but actually when you look deeper that's not is whether you chose to adopt or not is irrelevant these children require a different style of parenting they maybe don't even you know they maybe shouldn't have been adopted in the first place they're going to need therapy they're not going to need support they're going to need this they're going to need that they're going to need the next thing whether we chose to adopt or not is irrelevant that was is still there for that group of children um, so I think to, to sling and to throw that one as, as a piece of mud, is, oh. it's irrelevant, really. You yeah. know, yes, so I did choose to adopt, but I couldn't biologically have children. That's the be all and end all of it. And I have no regrets over that decision. But that keeps on getting being thrown. Oh, you know, there's some totally illogical arguments around about, you know, yeah. like um, you you. This, this sort of correlating or associating that, like adopt, like for example, adoption UK is a really good example. And we could, you know, we can, mm. we can throw stones at adoption UK if we wanted to. But um, to my mind, adoption UK is ad supporting adoptive parents. Do you not think there's a reason we're doing that? It's to support mm. adopted children. Yeah, and exactly. and and people yeah. sort of like really just unable to see that that is the primary focus of adoption UK. Is it to it's to support parents to support yeah. children. Mm -hmm. and people yeah. just kind of going oh you're just all about the adoptive parents it's all about and you go like and yeah. there was a tweet from someone this week about and i'll not mention who it is uh, to protect them bless them sort of saying you know they were talking about you know fighting for support and everyone mm -hmm. was thinking oh it's all about you wanting support for yourself and, mm -hmm. and it was yeah. but that's not what they'd said they'd said no support yeah. for my child and then yeah. someone someone wading in and going oh just wait till they're 18 and and i sort of i tweeted and went they're in their thirties. They're children, mm. and you kind of and, and but it's, yes, it's mm -hmm. that stereotype of the adoptive parent who's like, Meh. it's yeah. you know, I, I paid a thousand pounds for my child, and I'm just once they're eighteen, yeah. they're on their own, and it's just not the truth. We we're just parents. Are, we're, most yeah. of us are doing our best we can, and of course there'll be idiots amongst us, and there yeah. are, uh, but we're a reflection of society. We're a cross section of society, so you get people like us. <laughs> and people like other people idiots idiots like idiots. us yeah. Yeah. anyway um, sorry I, I, I had to say that one because that one I've seen a couple of times this last couple of weeks and I just thought yeah okay yeah so there's some to... nonsensical arguments the one thing to maybe mm. finish with is that we're going to get Adoption UK on in a few weeks which is no doubt going to we be are. a massive bun fight um, yeah uh, but not from most people but are we going to put out for questions then shall we shall we shall we put out for questions come on um, Let's I'm have leaving a... that one up to you team talk Executive decision. <laughs> Come on, we can't. Don't just leave it up to me. I think. I think. Um, okay, so let's go for questions, but let's go for proper questions. Let's not just start slinging mud at Adoption UK. Okay, I have. <coughs> I um, I feel like you know. Yes, there's some questions that I genuinely want to ask. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. <coughs> oh. Mm. We've frog in the throat there. There's there's questions that I genuinely want to ask, like, you know, where are they going with this um, adopted adult support? I want to ask that question. 
Yeah, why did you start but, it? <coughs> what what what's your aspiration? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Reasonable questions. But let's not be nasty about it. Do you need to take a, you know? a little comfort break? Are you having a I think I do. Honestly. No, I've had this cough for a couple of days. It's very throaty. And when it comes, it comes. It's like very Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um so well let's do that. Let's put some we've got some yeah. questions. Um and we'll put some but questions. Can I just out there. say if they're if they're yeah. gonna be insulting questions, we just delete them straight away. We're not gonna yeah. ask them. Okay, because um we've got Emily Frith, the CEO of Adoption UK, giving up her evening to come and talk to us. Um and yes, we will as ever hold her to as much account as we feel is appropriate, but we're not gonna you know, we're not gonna insult the woman. No, and we're not going to ask disingenuous questions where people are just no. looking for a... Yeah, so we're going to... Yeah, yeah we'll do that. And, and there'll be people who are paying their subs and want to know, like, can we have oh, yeah. can we have better coffee at the next conference? That sort of question. Oh, I, I ask that question all the time and I was running the bloody conferences, so... <laughs> Listen, it was to coughing and... <laughs> I know. I better not do this in the plane tomorrow. They'll think I've got a... They'll drop you off at Newfoundland. Yeah, <laughs> sling me out. The parachute. Open the door, get rid of. <laughs> well, you're off for your um, your your half day break. Uh, stroke it eight days off. Um, 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 this is. I am about to fall off the edge of this cliff into my the maddest couple of ten days or so in my life. Mm. And then we'll resurface just in time to do Emily Frith. And yes, we're we doing are. Sunflower yeah. Paul, and then we've got some other exciting stuff after Easter. We do. Yeah. On top of all that, we have the, um, I mean, work-wise, we have our FASD hub for Ireland opening as well, officially at the end of this month. That's so, terrible timing. It's absolutely ridiculous timing. So we've got a pilot which has been funded by Social Entrepreneurs of Ireland. And I just feel like it's kind of taken over our lives. Excellent. Yeah, but we've got the official opening on the 27th, I think it is, 27th of this month. Oh, are you sending me an invite? No, not for this one, mate. Sorry, Shamian. That's right. It's not that kind of thing. Although it's the same minister. You don't need any decorating done. No, not this time. And if I did, I'd do it myself because the job you did. Jeez. Um, (laughs) With my broken hand. Yes. Oh, yes. With your broken hand. I forgot about that. Um, but, yeah, um, we might want to talk about that um, in the future, um, especially well, as we're that. now kind of venturing onto Ireland. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's starting off as a, a telephone helpline and uh, we're going to try and oh. develop it from there. Are you so. going to man the phones? Please tell me you're manning the phones. Can I ring up? Please let me ring up. Um, and do I accents. will be there. I will be there. And yeah, don't be rude and don't be yes. mean. Hello, it's Helmut from Austria. Oh, stop it. Poor what? Helmut, if he's listening. Oh, that's, look at you. Honestly, you're like a sick ward. Like a, oh, anyway, uh, I'm going to let you note. go because you, you're making me feel ill looking at you. Um, <laughs> right. On that bombshell, we've oh, done an my hour brain, there. My brain, my oh, brain, my oh. brain. Um, <laughs> it's because your sweatband is too tight. There's a, there's a visual image for people like the 80s all over again <laughs> oh dear oh, uh, excellent well look after yourself mon cher and um, I shall speak to you uh, probably sooner than you wish yeah probably and that's <laughs> likely as well sadly bon jovi bon jovi <laughs>